Hi everyone, welcome to Medical Musings with Sam. Thanks so much for joining me again. I so appreciate you listening in. Today, I want to have a weighty conversation with you. So, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about self-image to a large degree and the impacts chronic illness has had on our life in relation to our body image. Everyone wants to present the best version of themselves. We all have an image of how we'd like to look and often the image in our minds falls short of the reality we see in the mirror. Of course, some mirrors give a very distorted view. I have in my home what I call nice and naughty mirrors. The nice mirrors reflect a slimmer version than the naughty mirrors. The latter seems to squash and expand my naturally ever-growing body, a distorted view that I really don't need to see. I always feel, though, discussing weight is like skating on thin ice. It's so often the elephant in the room, isn't it? A skinny person at a social occasion can be heard saying how fat they feel while they're standing next to someone who's just signed up for a weight loss program and is currently 120 kilos. We can be so insensitive sometimes without even trying, without even meaning to. I don't really want to talk about weight loss in this weighty conversation article. I want to talk about battling disabling chronic illness and the impacts that that has on our weight. The kind of illness where you have no choice but to take a meal full of medications every day, all of which cause either weight gain or weight loss, even if you go on a healthy diet. I'm talking about the debilitating kind of chronic illness which cripples you and takes away the ability for physical exercise no matter how hard you try to stick to any kind of movement regime. I'm talking about the debilitating kind of chronic illness which makes you so sick that you are underweight and unable to get into a healthy weight range. So How do we manage living with these kinds of chronic diseases and adjust to the physical changes that accompany them? I'm on a range of medications renowned for weight gain. So Lyrica and Prendazone, to name two, two, I should say, Um, but I'm also on a few more as well. I'll have to be on these for life. I simply don't have the option of stopping them and I'm okay with that. I have to be. My disease has no cure or treatment, so palliative care by way of managing symptoms is the extent of what's on offer for me. Each of my medications gives me a certain quality of life, albeit limited, but it's important to my overall well-being and survival that I continue with those medications. These medications have not been without side effects, and the most obvious for me has been weight gain. I've gained 20 kilos in five years. Part of the weight gain is inflammation and fluid retention. And then also there's the increased bone density due to my rare bone disease. And then due to prendazone, there's a redistribution of fat to my abdomen, my face and my neck. However, my diet couldn't be healthier. I don't binge eat. I don't eat processed food or drink soft drinks. I have a colostomy, so I have to be really careful what I eat. I eat a balanced diet of fruit, 
vegetables, cereals, eggs, yogurt, lean meat. I count my calories, I drink plenty of water and I have small meal portions. Most importantly, I've been assessed by a dietitian. She reviewed all that I was eating, my medications, my diseases, my mobility, etc. You know, her final assessment was, Sam, you're doing all you can. There was nothing I could change. She admired how I pushed through my mobility issues to try and walk around the house or go outside for a little walk or potter with the housework. She admired my eating habits and didn't change a thing. In fact, she added in a weekly sweet treat because she said it's necessary when living with such complex health issues that, you know, we have a little treat and it's all about balance and quality of life. She told me not to focus on how much I weighed at all. It served no purpose. Sure, if I was eating the wrong things, then changes could be made, but I'm not. You know, in some regards, it would have been easier to know I was making unhealthy choices and could do something about my weight gain. I'm not, so I can't. It is what it is. And for those of us with debilitating chronic disease who are making healthy choices already, I want to reach out to you and let you know you are doing all you can. You know, it's really hard, isn't it, when we see our bodies change so significantly and we know that there is nothing that we can do about it and we have family or friends who are celebrating either weight loss or even weight gain for some people who have been struggling perhaps to put weight on. So we will all have, you know, friends or family in our lives who at times are in front of us telling us how amazing their journey has been and we're standing there growing in size or perhaps losing weight like there's no tomorrow and we just can't afford to lose any more. It's just not easy, is it? However, I really believe it's important to show love and kindness and celebrate with them. Their situation is different from yours and mine. Being an optimum weight when possible, it's a healthy choice. It's a good thing and should be encouraged in those who are able to achieve it. So if you're in that situation, a simple well done is all that's needed. Just well done. I am so happy for you. That's all we need to say and then we can just move on. But what I want to say to you is make sure you remind yourself you are doing really well with maintaining a healthy diet. You are doing really well moving as much as possible. Celebrate the fact you are living as well as possible with a debilitating chronic illness. That's amazing. You're amazing. If your weight gain or loss is outside of your control, the time has come to embrace the new you, to really to begin to believe that you are amazing. There's no point hoping for the naughty mirror to suddenly project a different image. So how can we embrace our new image when we really would prefer to have a slightly better version? Look, I've been grappling with this for months as I continue to grow through no fault of my own. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided enough was enough 
and I created an Embracing the New Me plan. There's a few steps to it, but they're important steps for me to take. And I hope that the steps that I've taken might be steps that either you can take yourself or you can adjust to fit in with what's right for you. So my first step was I cut my hair short to lessen the new bald look. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. But hair loss has been a huge issue for me over the last six months. So this was an important step. Then I removed all my skinny clothes from my wardrobe except a few items just in case a new medication did cause sudden weight loss because that can happen. I have known to, I have been known to suddenly just drop a dress size or two um, for a short period of time. But also I kept some important pieces. I kept my, uh, I've kept my wedding dress. I've kept my engagement dress. Um, My husband and I are celebrating 25 years of marriage this year and it's 26 years since we were engaged. And my engagement dress is a beautiful, simple, what would be called now a vintage style dress. It's actually very much in fashion at the moment, 26 years on, would you believe? And it's just so pretty. The material is beautiful and I just wanted to keep it. I wanted to be reminded of the fact that 26 years ago, one, I was able to wear it, and secondly, I celebrated something really beautiful in a really beautiful dress. So my husband put a little hook in our walk-in robe in front of uh, the area where the shelves are and because in the shelves um, are just jumpers and, you know, bits and pieces. And I had actually been thinking about putting a curtain in front of that area actually just to make it look a little bit neater. And I had this thought, you know what, I could hang that dress there because it's quite long Um, as I said, very pretty material and it covers the shelves. So we've got this hook and I put the dress on a very pretty coat hanger and it just hangs in front of the shelves. Every time I walk in the wardrobe, it just makes me smile. It's just a reminder of a beautiful day, a beautiful time in my life and why would I not want to be reminded of that? It also reminds me that once upon a time I did look like that. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. Um, I could look at it and think, you know, oh, I'm never going to look like that again. Or I could look at it and think, oh, my goodness, I looked like that back then and that's what I've chosen to do. So that's just a thought. Don't always throw everything out. Some things are worth keeping and if you can, I guess, make something special out of them, why not? So the next thing I did, I went online shopping. And who doesn't like to go shopping, let's face it. And I bought some clothes to replace the ones that I had um, removed from my wardrobe and had given to charity. So I had fun choosing a new wardrobe, but I also ensured that I chose some clothes that were a size bigger than they needed to be so that I could be super comfortable on the days when my body was really inflamed. And, you know, as I said with my inflammation, when my bones are incredibly sore or I've got a new break or whatever it might be, or I'm just retaining a lot of fluid from the medication, I literally can go up a dress size during the course of a day or clothing size. So it's important that I have a little bit of a range of clothing sizes in my wardrobe. 
I then chose tops that were loose fitting but stylish with bright colours or patterns because again it's important that they were pieces I felt excited about wearing. When I go to choose my clothes each day I don't want to be looking at clothes that are making me feel like I'm going to look like a sack of potatoes or that I'm just going to feel I don't know just not writing. It's important that I look at clothes that make me smile and for me that's very much about material and patterns and and just putting outfits together so I have always you know worn corporate clothes I've been in management roles for the, the majority of my working career so for me to suddenly go from wearing corporate clothes every day which I loved to wear I must say to just wearing sloppy joes for example that's not me. And um, if I tried to do that, and I actually have, I just wouldn't be happy because it's not me. So we need to be true to ourselves when we are choosing our new wardrobes. We need to think about how we can reinvent ourselves in a way that suits our style, our likes, our dislikes. And that's going to be different for each of us. So, you know, just think about what it is. What do you like to wear? What What's going to make you feel good about yourself? So for me, it's smart casual. I'm obviously not going to walk around with corporate clothes on now that I'm medically retired and I'm basically at home. But I do want to feel like I'm dressed to go out if I want to or just dressed up a little because that's my happy place. So Smart casual for me. So basically where that has fallen is three-quarter pants with a nice um, loose top over those. Tunics in particular I really like and not really super baggy tunics but, you know, fitted tunics to a degree but so long as I have room to kind of move in them. That's, um, that's where I'm most comfortable. And the pants that I wear I... Um, generally get them with a bit of elastin in them but also like in pot like polyester elastin because they've got some room to move but they also then aren't baggy they do tend to um, you know fit on my legs and there's nothing wrong with my legs so why not but they also have an elasticated waist so that's really important for me and I get a size larger than I need because I have a permanent colostomy it means that they will sit up over my bag so that's really important too so we're all going to have different needs when it comes to our chronic diseases our disabilities whatever's happened to us and clothing is really important to get right in that regards so that we can feel comfortable we can enjoy wearing clothes and we can feel like we're looking the best we can possibly look the next thing I did was I got on the scales now, that's never going to be an easy thing if you know you're losing too much weight or if you know that you've gained weight. But I didn't want to be delusional about my weight. I wanted to own it. So I actually got a surprise, though, not one I was expecting. While I was 20 kilos heavier than what I my ideal weight should be, I was actually 10 kilos less than I thought. And that was an unexpected surprise I wouldn't have experienced if I hadn't weighed myself. It was strangely liberating to own my new weight and give myself permission to accept the new me. 
So don't be afraid to do it. And even if you end up weighing more than you expected, it's still a time to draw the line in the sand and just go, okay, this is where we're at. There's no point denying it. I'm doing all the right things. I have to own this. It's part of the whole acceptance journey. If I don't, I'm not going to be able to move forward with my life. I'm not going to be able to make the changes I need to make to ensure that I can create a new image. And, you know, that new image is beautiful. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. I then sat down to chat with my husband. And if you're not married or you don't have a partner, I would suggest you do this with a really close friend that you can trust. But I sat down to chat with my husband and asked him to tell me honestly how he felt about the new me. And he was really honest. He said he could see how my skeleton had thickened as my disease had progressed. He could see how my inflammation and fluid retention changed my look throughout the day as the overall swelling goes up and down. But you know what? Then he told me he still loves me and he thinks I'm beautiful. And I can't ask for more than that. There's a verse from Song of Solomon's that says, You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. You are beautiful too. Crippling chronic disease is hard enough without you trying to conform to the goals of others not walking in your shoes. Don't be scared to speak to a dietitian or your medical team about the right expectations for you. Once you have your own embracing the new me plan and you know you're doing the right thing for your situation, you can take unnecessary pressure off yourself. You can relax, have a greater sense of well-being and focus on enjoying what quality of life activities are within your capabilities. If you take nothing else away from this episode, Please remember this, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. I'm sending you lots of love. Take care and thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time.